tools. We all have them, we all use them every day. I don't just mean like hammers and spanners, but a fork is a tool, a pen is a tool. Now, I'm gonna level with you. Um, <laughs> my tools don't get a lot of use. Um, these are the, the delicate hands of an office worker. But um, this is something we're gonna unpack uh, today. See, last weekend, uh, had a new flat map movement, which was super exciting, and I was stoked that there was an opportunity for the toolbox to come out. See, my, my flat map moved in with the help of her mum, and so they spent all Saturday morning getting the car loaded up and unpacking and um, just getting the, the room all sort of sorted. But they got this uh, bed, this flat pack bed delivered, and they had to put it together. And, well, it had all the materials, but it didn't have any of the tools, and so I, um, I saw an opportunity, and um, and and you know we got to work, and so I got greeted with this handful of screws. I needed a small screwdriver and like a big screwdriver, and I needed some scissors to sort of just get into the box. And you know I have a modest tool collection, but thankfully we had the tools to get the job done, and the bed is now successfully assembled. Now, if all we had was, you know, like a hammer or, or, a, or, a, or a saw or, you know, potato masher, then, you know, <laughs> the bed is probably still going to be in pieces on, on the ground. You see, you need the right tools for the job. And, you know, we're going to, last one, I promise, we're going to drill down into the Bible today <laughs> and we're going to see what what tools God has given us to face the challenges that we're going to face. You know, these, these tools have been given to us with us in mind, and so let's, um, let's, let's make sure we've got everything that we need to navigate life. So more in that, on that in a moment. But hey, if you've just tuned in, um, so good to have you with us. We're in uh, week three of a uh, series we're calling Mixtape, and this is where we're going into the Book of Psalms and we're exploring... Um, you know, this collection of poetry and songs for every occasion and every emotion. See, the Psalms teach us how to come before God and how to come together as a community with others to face whatever's going on. And so week one, we had Anna take us through um, just an introduction to the Psalms and we had a look at um, some great tips on how to engage with the Word. And so if you missed that, I highly recommend you go back and, and check it out. You can jump onto our website. Um, and then last week, Tom took us through Praise. We looked at um, praise being uh, expressive and intelligent and a privilege. And, and again, like, if you've missed, missed, go back. Not yet, but after this, uh, go back and, and listen to those. And next week, we've got Simon Gill taking us through Thanksgiving. So we've looked at, you know, Thanksgiving, praise. What are we looking at today? We're looking at um, lament. <laughs> I feel like I kind of got stitched up a little bit. Uh, get in the, the, the sad week, so I kind of wore my most lamenty clothes in full black. Um, but I wonder what comes to mind for you when you think of lament. What, what does that sort of stir up for you? You know, I'll be honest, I didn't exactly jump for joy when I found out I got lament, but it's been, you know, such a precious time for me personally as I've um, explored what this means. Um, and, I, and I think they really could have come in handy over... Um, yeah, my, my past trials. So you might not take much convincing of the relevance of lament 
learning to lament. You know, perhaps you're in the thick of it right now, maybe facing economic hardship with all the COVID stuff going on. Maybe you're in the middle of a relationship breakdown or you're, you're wrestling with a season of, well, an extended season of singleness. You know, maybe you're struggling with physical pain or emotional pain or, or mental unwellness. You know, maybe you're dealing with the, the loss of a pet or a loved one. Um, you know, maybe you're just bummed that you can't go on the mean holiday that you planned. You know, we live in a reality, the reality of a world marred by sin and, and brokenness. And, um, and so you may not be in the season of lament right now, but, you know, let's look at what, what God says. Well, the Bible says, <clears throat> here on earth you will have many trials and, and sorrows. And so if, if that's not true for you now, I, can we expect that it's, it's probably going to be true for you sometime in the future? Jesus tells us to expect it and to get ready. So roughly one third of the Psalms are laments. So let's not miss what God is trying to, um, how God is trying to equip us in this area. Can I encourage us to pick up this tool, um, not just for ourselves, but for, for those around us. And so with all that in mind, let's dive into our passage for today. If you've got your Bible with you, you can flip to Psalm 42. If you don't, it'll be up on the screen as well. And, and let's see if we can learn how to wield this tool uh, together. So commentators suggest that Psalm 42 and 43 are best taken together, so we're going to do that as well. Here we go, Psalm 42. Starts off. As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. Where can I go and stand before him? Day and night I have only tears for food, while my enemies continually taunt me, saying, where is this God of yours? My heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. I walked among the crowd of worshippers, leading a great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks amid the sound of a great celebration. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my saviour and my God. Now I am deeply discouraged, but I will remember you, even from the distant Mount Hermon, the source of the Jordan, from the land of Mount Mizar. I hear the tumult of the raging seas as your waves and surging tides sweep over me. But each day the Lord pours his unfailing love upon me, and through each night I sing his songs, praying to God who gives me life. O oh God, my rock, I cry, why have you forgotten me? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Their taunts break my bones, they scoff, where is this God of yours? Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God, I will praise him again, my saviour and my God. Psalm 43, declare me innocent, O God, defend me against these ungodly people, rescue me from these unjust liars. For you are God, my only safe haven. Why have you tossed me aside? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Send out your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them lead me to your holy mountain, to the place where you live. There I will go to the altar of God, to God, the source of all my joy. I will praise you with my harp. O oh God, my God, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again my saviour and my God. Hey, let's pray. God, we thank you that you speak through your word 
And so I pray that you would find us um, with open hearts, minds and ears just to hear what you have to say to us today. Yeah, speak clearly, we're listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we're going to unpack... We're going to unpack the four parts that we see over and over again in Psalms of Lament. But firstly, let's remember that people in the Psalms are real people. They face struggles like you and like me. You know, we see a rawness and an authenticity in in how they come before God and how they're honest with their situations and their emotions. Can I just take a moment to redeem emotions? You know, I I think I've seen this trend recently where, where we're... We're trying to avoid emotions, you know, um, like they're evil and bad, but, you know, we're made in the image of God and God uh, displays emotion right throughout the Bible. And I think if we try and ignore them, you know, we're going to miss out on something. You know, let's not not be ruled by our emotions. Let's not neglect our intellect. But if we don't engage with them, I think, you know, we could be in for some serious trouble. We're meant to lament. It's a good thing. Christians aren't meant to be fake or pretend that we're happy all the time because we live in a broken world. So let's nail down what we mean by lament. If you you look up the dictionary definition, it'll say things like, it's this passionate expression of grief or sorrow. It often includes wailing or moaning or weeping, complaining, grieving. But I think the biblical definition is so much richer. There's so much more to it. Mark Vrogop is a pastor in the United States who's written extensively in this area and it helped to shape my thinking and, and I love how he describes lament. He says, you might think lament is the opposite of praise. It isn't. Instead, lament is a path to praise as we are led through our brokenness and disappointment. The space between brokenness and God's mercy is where the song is sung. Think of lament as the transition between pain and promise. It is the path from heartbreak to hope. Okay, so now that we know what biblical lament looks like, let's unpack learning to lament. We'll go through these four parts step by step. So number one is turn to God. Turn to God in prayer. We see the psalmist doing this at the very beginning. As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. You see, we see this metaphor of a drought, a lack, a need. When you find yourself going through a time like this, turn to God, or rather, maybe run to God is a better way to think of it. Run to God before we tempt us to try and solve our problems with unhelpful methods. How do you deal with sorrow pain and grief currently? What, what tools have you got in your toolbox right now? Can I tell you some things that don't work? Um, bottling up your emotion, ignoring it doesn't work. Self-medicating with drugs, alcohol or comfort eating doesn't work. Retail therapy doesn't work. Hours on TikTok or YouTube doesn't work. Pornography and wild parties don't help. Withdrawing and isolating ourselves are a bad idea. You know, in the psalm, God doesn't, uh, the psalmist doesn't give God the silent treatment. 
He doesn't give him the cold shoulder. When he's in the midst of it, he, he runs to God, not away from him. It's choosing to hand the situation over to him rather than trying to figure it out on his own. And can I tell you what, this doesn't need to be reserved for these monumental struggles that we have. I think this is like a, a process that we can use just in our day-to-day, just a small thing that might come up. Turn to God. Turn to God. Step two is to <clears throat> complain. Bring your complaint. You know, it's a raw and it's a real exercise. God already knows, but there's a power in vocalising what's going on inside of us. We're not merely rehashing or rehearsing our anger, but we are honestly and humbly just acknowledging the pain, confusion, frustration that's swirling around us. You know, it's not sinful to, to wrestle with these emotions. So again, we see this, <clears throat> my heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. You know, God, my rock, I cry, why have you forgotten me? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Now, if this is where we ended, it would just be venting. But this isn't the end of the process. We move through this step to ask. Ask boldly for help. Declare me innocent, O God. Defend me against these ungodly people. Rescue me from these unjust liars. He goes on and says, Send out your light and your truth and let them guide me. Let them lead me to your holy mountain, to the place where you live. We see in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, this directive to be bold. Let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. You know, it's, it's hard to wrap your head around that we can make bold requests of a God who can merely speak the universe into existence. But God has chosen to reveal himself as a father, as our heavenly father. And, and as I think about my earthly father, hi dad, um, you know, I think I wouldn't be afraid to, to bowl right up to him and say, dad, dad, I need some help or I need some advice or I need 20 bucks, you know. Um, and can I encourage us to ask your heavenly father, what do you need? What do you need? And I wonder if there's an area of your life that you've given up almost. You prayed and prayed and prayed, and now you're just in this state of resignation because of the pain or the disappointment or you think the answer has just fallen on deaf ears. Can I encourage you to pick that up again, to continue to bring those before God a no for now is not a no forever. But God knows what you need, and so, and he asks us to ask him. The other part of this is we can ask boldly on behalf of others. You know, when we're in the midst of a, of a struggle, it can be really tough to, to, to persist sometimes. And that's why God made us for community. That's how we're designed. And so maybe there's someone in your life where you need to, you need to give them some of your faith and you need to pray these big, bold prayers on their behalf where their faith has grown dim and they've, they can, yeah, they're, they're just struggling to hold on. Can we be bold for other people as well? So if you look through the Psalms of Lament, <clears throat> these authors make 
bold requests all the time, and, and just some of the, the different things that are, that, are, that are requested are for God to arise or to give you help or to remember who he is and the, the covenant that he's made. Others still are to let justice be done or don't remember our sin or restore us. Still we see bold requests to not be silent or to teach us or to vindicate us if we've been done wrong. Did you, did you realise there was this variety of, uh, of bold requests and lament psalms? Which brings us to the final step, to trust in God. We see this, this bit repeated three times throughout our passage. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my saviour and my God. The author reminds himself over and over and over again, trust, trust in God. Reminding himself of who God is. He's a saviour. He's a rescuer. He's the one who restores. He's the one who provides. The pain that could have driven us away from God leads us towards him as we reaffirm our trust and our hope in him. You see, turning, complaining and asking leads us to this point. This is the destination where we make a choice. I choose to trust God. It's not a one-time deal. It's, it's time and a time again. Lord, I trust you. You know, I wish I had heard these steps a long time ago. I've been blessed with a loving family, awesome friends, and provision beyond anything I could ever earn or deserve or, or imagine. And yet, you know, there have been times over my 28 years on this planet where I've felt like I've been walking through the darkest valley. <clears throat> you know, I've tried some of those methods that I mentioned earlier as alternative methods, and um, they often just make things far worse. Yeah. <clears throat> Last year, um, yeah, one of my best friends passed away, much too young, and you know it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to deal with or go through. You know, there were many, many tears that were shed, and and yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't know how I would have got through it um, without the support of my my friends and family. You know, nothing. I can do will bring him back, but I, I know that I will see him again and I choose to, to trust God and, and, and trust God with my pain and, and take him at his word. You know, you might not be in a season of lament like right now for yourself, but perhaps there are people in your life that are battling, they're hurting and they're struggling and God has placed you in their life to work through you, to be the hands, the feet, the mouthpiece of Jesus to them. To help you carry your brother or sister when they're too weak to go on, on their own. And imagine if we were a community who weren't afraid of entering into these tough times together. Yeah, I'm a firm believer in a problem shared is a problem halved. So are you not in a life group? You know, if, if not, please consider joining one and and don't just sit on the sidelines either. Get stuck in. You know, life is a beautiful place where we are blessed, but also get this opportunity to bless others.
The church is not about just being there in the good times, but we're meant to be there in the tough times as well. We don't just celebrate together, but we mourn, we grieve, and we cry together as well. Lament isn't always a solo exercise. We see many of the Psalms of Lament are community laments. We see the Book of Lamentations, which is all about a community hurting together. Let's be willing to be open and vulnerable with trusted people. Don't, don't struggle alone. We're not designed to, to do that. If you don't have anyone in your life and you're battling, just get in touch with us online at thestreet.org.nz. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to journey through this with you. You know, it's my prayer that as we become a people willing to learn this language of lament, that we keep a regular habit of turning to God in prayer to bring our complaints and our struggles, to ask boldly for his provision and then come to this place of trusting God. You know, wow, what a, what a cool place to be. You know, I started out with this verse from John chapter 16, but I, I sneakily left out the second bit. It says this, <clears throat> Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, be encouraged, because I have overcome the world. You know, <clears throat> let's take Jesus at his word. Let's take, take it that God's got it in hand. He knows what you're going through. And let's turn to him. Can I pray for a moment? Yeah, Lord God, I thank you for this picture we see in the Psalms of people pouring out, being real with what they're going through. But they turn to you in prayer and they ask for your bold provision and they choose to trust. <clears throat> Lord, I, help. I pray that you help us to be a community that looks like that. Do whatever you need to do in us so that that would be a reality. Let's push into these tough times. Let's get stuck into our community. Let's put our hands up when we need help. And God, let's turn to you. So God, we thank you, we trust you, we love you. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen.